0: Here's the intro. Welcome uh, to the intro. To the
1: Super Divorce Supercast. This week you're going to hear us talk about um, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> because Nick didn't watch Space. Yeah. That's okay. He he was uh, misinformed on, to, on when we were going to watch it. Yeah,
0: I was waiting to watch
1: it with Bender and we never did, so... Yeah.
0: I'll watch it myself and we'll talk about it next time. Yeah. So this time you're just getting a a rando shoot the shit type of interaction cause we literally haven't talked all week <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we um we hit pogs pokemon cards movies what were we talking we talked about I halloween mean, i don't even remember now alien
1: yeah we talked a little about, about alien
0: brand new
1: brand new um we do beer me Yeah. Um, Nick opens a birthday present, uh, and there is like some stuff, also some other in between things. Yeah. So just check it out, man. Yeah. Enjoy it. Um, while you are checking it out, oh my god, my phone is blowing up. Oh shit! Holy shit! Um, while you're checking out our podcast, also check us out all across the internet the interwebs whatever you want to call it um you can start at superdivorceme.com that is our home base mother base um there you can add your email address to our mailing list which is probably something you want to do because you know we'll keep you in the loop keep mm-hmm. you in the know you'll be the first to hear new information um and you'll also get three downloads of our new album which is like if you haven't got them at this point like what are you doing just, yeah, just on, get man. the downloads. Um, you can also find us on Facebook.com slash Super Instagram at Super Divorce Band, and Twitter at SuperDivorce. Um, if you want to find me on social media, I am most prominent on Instagram, so just check me out at Bender Butt. And if you want to find Mr. Nicholas Villar's uh, Super Divorce Bandmate Extraordinaire... Uh, go to any social media platform and type in at Nicholas Velars and see what happens. Yeah, see if I'm there. And uh, see if you can find this 32-year-old 32, 32 man. 32. 32. My birthday's coming up next. And you'll be 28. 28. Yeah you're nearing 30. I know. I'm brother, not, don't just we'll talk about that later. <laughs> don't remind me. Like I'm like, you know, no offense or anything. <laughs> yeah. I just have I have before 30 goals and I'm scared about it. Okay. Well, there's still time. There is still time. I got two fucking years. Anyways, <clears throat> enjoy, chefs. We are not getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce.
0: Hey man, welcome to the Super Divorce Supercast. This is Nicholas here. And Bender. Oh! I'm now coming at you as
1: a 30
0: 32-year-old man.
1: Yeah, your birthday was yesterday. So, once again, now officially on the podcast, happy birthday to you. Thank you. Oh, before we uh, do beer me, I will open...
0: Yeah, there you go. Bender brought me a birthday present this evening
1: so I'm going to open that just now live in front of all of you. Yeah, funny story though. Um I went to get Nick this this gift and uh, I found a gift first and I messaged him to see if he had it and by the time I had left the store with this gift, he was like, "Oh no, I don't have that thing." And I was like, "Well, I didn't buy it for you. I got you something else. So happy birthday, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> this is um, finally wrapped in uh,
0: in some funny papers. <laughs> yeah, the funny papers. <laughs> the old fashioned newspaper comics, which is uh, it's always a good go to. Oh yeah. If you don't have you know real wrapping, wrapping paper, paper. Hang, hang I kind this. of
1: I kind of thought that like that might be sort of an 80s thing to do is mm. wrap your presence in newspaper so i went for I went for that a little bit
0: how about wrapping your uh your textbooks in
1: oh like, a yeah
0: from kroger yes yeah did that all the time all right here we go i'm going to open this up see what we got i think it is hmm my guess is that this is a uh, uh this is a professional grade um, <laughs> mixer. Yeah. For use in the kitchen. Exactly Which what it
1: is. One? Nailed it. There we go. Okay.
0: Taking my time. I don't time. know why
1: you don't wrap presents in newspaper more often. It doesn't sound. It's not so loud when you rip it because it's just newspaper. Yeah. You know. Oh sweet. This is a
0: most excellent (laughs) gift. (laughs) Bender has given me the gift of the Shout Factory release um, of the Bill and Ted's most excellent collection. Yep. So we get both Bill and Ted movies. Mm -hmm. This is pretty awesome. I haven't, uh, I've never seen
1: this. journey. Journey? No, that, just like that.
0: Yeah, this collection. Oh, yeah. I love the art. They got cool packaging here.
1: I actually didn't know they had that collection either. I knew they had put out, like, a collector's edition of Bogus Journey, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know they had a collection, and I came across that uh, not long after finding Red Dawn was the other one from Shout Factory. Uh, It's got a nice... uh, uh,
0: what would you call this kind of a cardboard yes yeah, paperboard
1: cover on it yeah i love love that in movies let me do that
0: nice deluxe um blu-ray case here it is a three disc set in fact so you've got uh excellent adventure then bogus journey and then a disc of just special features yep pretty nice oh look at that
1: oh look at this what we got here you get a little guitar oh, pick oh
0: fancy a wild stallion's guitar <laughs> pick <laughs> that's
1: kind of cool that's really <laughs> cool
0: and we've got um, a sticker a sticker advertising this set telling you when it comes out that's an interesting thing to include in the set itself
1: yeah that is weird
0: and then we've got a uh, another bogus journey um, sticker there. Kind of uh, reminds me of um, kind of reminds me of the uh, shit uh, Saved by the Bell logo.
1: Yeah, it does. Yep. Very nice. Thank you very much, sir. You're welcome.
0: I appreciate that. Like I said. A most excellent gift.
1: And we're going to have to watch these mm-hmm. and uh, do an episode about them. Yep, that's part of the reason. As soon as I saw it, you had mentioned doing an episode on those movies. And I was like, oh, well, there we go.
0: Yeah. And number three, hopefully, will be out at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That'd be nice.
0: All right. Well. uh why don't we uh, beer ourselves? Beer me. Beer me time. We just got back from our little walk. Did our our weekly um, video. Show. Super Divorce Gets Beer. <laughs> which you can watch on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash superdivorce. Or also on our YouTube channel.
1: My mom and I were talking before our show the mm-hmm. other day. We went to lunch. And... I love how every time you post a video, it's, uh, this week we got beer, next week we'll probably get beer. Yeah. And we were laughing about that, and then I was like, so obviously when we start posting our videos, it's gonna be this week we watched a horror movie. We'll probably watch one (laughs) next week, too. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Consistency. Right. Mm. Let's see. This week we've got,
1: um white birch brewings um what is this uh the small batch ale uh in the style of peach berliner weiss 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 Weiss? Weiss? it's w-e-i-s-s-e so weiss weiss and it's a peach beer yeah it's peach peachy peach which sounds good today uh, okay. It is. Even on, like, kind of a rainy day, it's still sort of humid and feels yeah. very summery. So I'm like, oh, nice peach beer might be cool. Oh,
0: really? <laughs> oh, cheers. Cheers.
1: cheers. Ooh. Kicks, in, kicks you in the face with that peach. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the... Uh, Palisades pineapple. It a does. Little bit, yeah. Which means it's good.
0: Mm hmm. Pretty refreshing. Mm-hmm. Very citrusy.
1: Yeah. At White Birch Brewing, our goal is to create great beer for the enthusiast. Each batch is brewed and bottled by hand at our brewery in Hookset, New Hampshire. Hmm. the urge to create is what drives us to be brewers when that urge strikes we fire up the kettle and make a small batch ale the story behind each small batch is detailed on our website we hope you enjoy this look into the passion of what drives us to brew Dave (laughs) Hurlica, and he even signed it he even signed it we got a signed can from Dave (sighs) Hurlica. okay yeah
0: bottled or uh canned canned, canned I by hand
1: canned by hand huh. it's a hand canned in.
0: <laughs> 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 so it's kind of a if you were to look at this can it's uh it's all white yeah It's not, um, printed upon, but it, uh, receives a
1: custom sticker. Yeah. That is. The label is a sticker.
0: Peach colored
1: sticker. Yeah. To represent the fruit in which the beer is brewed Mm -hmm. or with which the beer is brewed. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And then some, uh, some white birch trees as the logo. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Of a, kind of a plain looking logo I pref- I like the look of the can yeah. A lot Kind of a plain logo but It's not that big a deal I like sort of like the uh, symmetrical uh, How symmetrical everything is How mm-hmm. it just outlines It's like this is the style This is the alcohol by volume This yeah. is the volume <laughs> This is the Surgeon General's <laughs> warning
0: Yeah it's kind of like uh, They give you a little A HUD Uh In front of your can.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's very nice. It's a very drinkable beer, I think.
0: Speaking of HUD, um, I've been playing, well, at least a few rounds of Lawbreakers pretty much every day. Yeah. I'm getting pretty good at it generally coming in. I would say normally either second or third in most matches yeah so it's a good feeling but
1: isn't that frustrating when like you're always second? there's always just like that one fucking guy that's so much better than you yeah
0: I've had a few where I've come in first but it's not the norm yet right it's fun though because it it adds like another because you hit tab you know and then you can see what the score is during the round so it kind of gives you a little extra incentive to see where you are you know, try and catch the guy who's in first, uh, you know, which just makes your team play better, so it's yeah. a good good approach. But I was playing the other day, and this guy, like, I mean, the game's been out for, came out on the 8th of August. Okay, so almost 10 days. Yeah, and this was like three days ago I was playing, and, you know, our round finished up, and you're, like, in the lobby, and some guy got on his headset, and he's, like... He said, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? What the fuck? Why aren't you fucking playing this game right, you know? Why aren't you going after the objective? What the fuck? You guys fucking stupid? And, like, just lost his shit on his teammates. And I was just, like, dude, this game's been out for, like, less than two weeks. Why don't you fucking chill, you know? Yeah. Sound like a baby, and just... I just...
1: Well, and, and I watched you play a couple rounds, or mm-hmm. a round, and, God, there's got to be a huge learning curve to play yeah. to a shooter like that.
0: Yeah, th- because I mean, it's
1: Because it's not a typical shooter. They they knocked it out of the park if they were trying to not make a typical shooter.
0: Yeah. It definitely has. I mean, the learning curve initially turned me off, because mm-hmm. when I played the beta the first time, I played in two betas they had for it, and the first one when I first started playing, I was just like going through and trying the different classes and I just, I sucked. Yeah. I was horrible. (laughs) And like I'm, I consider myself to be fairly decent at PC shooters, but it's just, it plays much different than anything I'm used to. Right. So I initially was a little turned off and I was like, well, it seems like it'll be really cool once I get the hang of it. And it it is, Uh but... It's not one that you jump into and, like, all of your skills from previous games just translate immediately. Right.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I feel like, by comparison, I think Microsoft tried to change it up when they made Titanfall. Mm -hmm. And I think Titanfall just ended up being Call of Duty with giant robots. Like, they didn't really, the, the Titans didn't change a lot of the mechanics of your gameplay, like if you were good at Call of Duty, you were probably kind of automatically good at Titanfall. Yeah. Whereas Lawbreakers at you know, as we've said, plays in a in such a different style. Yeah. Um I think even more different than like Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Because Overwatch as well is very much like everybody's got a class, so you just need to figure out how to use a particular character Mm -hmm. the best place to deploy your shield or the best place to let loose your ultimate or whatever but it still kind of translates if you're into normal straightforward shooters whereas lawbreakers i was watching you play and you're just like zooming around the map and you're up and you're down and you're Mm -hmm. flying through corridors and you're flipping around and like people are flying over you and sailing underneath you and like it's it's everybody's got different weapons, everybody's yeah. got different skills. Some people have jetpacks, some people don't. Some people even jump high, some people are swinging on ropes. It's, yeah, it's a madhouse yeah. when you're playing Lawbreakers.
0: But that makes it really fun because, you know, you rarely match up against a team that's made up of the exact exact same configuration as the last round you played. You know, because new people are coming in and most people gravitate towards one class. Right, but that makes for good replayability, too, because, you know, if you master one class and you're just up for a challenge, you can pick something else and start over again, and yeah. try and build that character up, or your skills with that character anyway. But yeah, it's, it's interesting because, you know, the one that I play as has, like, a chain gun and can kind of fly for a short period and uh you know then you have to let that your flight sort of meter recharge or right. whatever but then there's like you said there's the one who swings on the rope basically it's like a i think that's the assassin uh-huh. uh and um the assassin has like uh like two katanas i believe and i've tried it but i sucked with it <laughs> some people are really good are really annoying though because they just like they're like you know daredevil right. just like zooming from place to place with this little this rope. Ca- this rope and then they pull themselves like at you at light speed uh-huh. and then just hack you up you know it's but it makes it's two totally different play styles from what i'm doing to that
1: character right so i know there's a. Uh the sniper in Overwatch has that mm-hmm. rope so she can get to like higher places than everybody else. So I know like exactly what you mean. Yeah. But I don't know, it seems cool. I'm I think I think I will jump into Battlefront 2 when it comes out. I I'll probably play that a mm-hmm. lot. Um But you know how I am. I'm not very competitive. I'm excited. I'm very excited, of course, for Battlefront's story mode. Yeah. Because I think the first Battlefront was so gorgeous and played so well and really gave you like a really good Star Wars combat feel. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for a campaign to play through all that. Because, you know, Star Wars has had some really good first-person shooters, but... Nothing next gen, yeah has been great I think the last the last great one was probably uh Republic Commando on the first Xbox you know, I don't think they've had a really great Star Wars game since X, the first Xbox
0: did that come out before or after Jedi Outcast, probably after. There's a there's a sequel to it wasn't
1: there? Jedi Outcast 2. There's uh there's Jedi There's Star Wars Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. And then Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Okay. And then Star Wars Jedi Knight 3. Jedi Temple, Jedi Training, it's something like that. It's oh, wait, what was the one on uh
0: you didn't mention the one that came out for 360 and PS3, did you?
1: The one where you're Vader's Apprentice. Oh, Force Unleashed. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Those were good. Yeah, those were, those were good. Those are probably the, the last, you know, good ones besides Battlefront. Mm-hmm. Because, like original xbox had the republic commando which everybody people liked a lot yeah but then it also had like jedi starfighter and uh obi-wan kenobi and like the movie adaptation games mm-hmm. and like I never heard anything great about yeah. any of those you know the leg people love the lego star wars games but i was not that big a fan of them
0: the only one I've played at length well I played Lego Harry Potter. And I and I like the Lego games, it's just I don't get like they don't suck you in. No. They don't for me anyhow. I mean maybe some people who are like super into Lego yeah. stuff, but I mean they're kinda of fun to pick up and tinker with here and there. I played the Lego Marvel game for PS four. Yeah. And that's
1: it's all right, like I downloaded it for free one day. yeah, and I, I've played it a little bit and I'm just kind of like, eh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah.
0: When there was really nothing else out, it was it was pretty cool to mess around with and see like just kind of marveling at what the physics were like on the PS4 initially compared to what they were able to do on like right. 360 or PS3 all the little pieces that uh-huh. explode
1: everywhere, you know. But overall, I I'm not a huge fan of the Marvel games. I mean, the the, the LEGO, Lego games, the Lego games. Just they're meant for children, which is fine. Yeah. Like that's fine. I just I know a lot of adults that find great joy in playing them and I just mm-hmm. don't. Speaking of Marvel
0: games, the new Spider-Man looks really cool.
1: Yeah. They gave it the they gave it the Arkham Knight mm-hmm. treatment, and I'm so pumped. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely be pick, pick that up. I really need to go back and replay Arkham Knight and finish it. I never even started that one. It was fucking good. I just got lost. I never finished Horizon Zero Dawn. You didn't? Nope. I kind of. There's DLC coming out for it, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, I sort of, sort of told you I wouldn't, and yeah. I definitely didn't. <laughs> I got really far. I don't know how far exactly, but I got pretty far into it, uh, and then I was just like, mm, "Okay, done." I really want to play the new Sonic game. Uh, the, what is it called? Generations or Mania? The, the Mania. Mm-hmm. I. I like Sonic as a character. I think he's very iconic, but I hate Sonic games. All of them. I've like, even in like Sega? never enjoyed playing a Sonic game. Oh wow! Except for Sonic Adventure Two Battle, <laughs> <laughs> and only the first level where you snowboard down the street. Because I just like, I get immediately the first time I lose my momentum. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right, done, <laughs> bullshit. Like you know.
0: So even on, like, the old games, like, the even side-scrollers. the
1: side-scrolling ones, like, just, I, I just can't. Because, like, you get to those sometimes in, you know, I really only played the newer ones a little bit, but you get to those points where you're just, like, hitting boosts, and it kind of, like, the camera kind of pans back, and you're like, just yeah. you know, and you're running or whatever, and it's, mm-hmm. like, really cool and all this stuff. And then, like you know, the camera like circles back behind you and you come out of all of the little running boosts and he just sort of like stops and there's like just sort of robots like hovering in front of you. Yeah. I'm like, it's dumb. (laughs) Like I, it's, it bothers me. I don't know why. I just, I don't like Sonic games. And it's because, like I said, as soon as the first time I lose momentum running through a level. Mm -hmm. I just I get I get frustrated because I don't think it's cool. Like, <laughs> I, it's so cool when he's like, <laughs> and then when he's not doing that, I'm so over it. <laughs> so I, that's on me. But yeah. I think he's a I like I think he's a cool character. I think Knuckles is awesome. Mm-hmm. I think Shadow is badass too. Um, but I just don't. I'm like actually interested
0: in playing shadow at some point cuz i never did play that game. The
1: one on GameCube mm-hmm. where you like had guns yeah. and you'd run around and shoot things. Yeah, yeah, i would play it. He had like skate shoes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Sonic has a weird fan base too. I don't know if you've ever
1: I don't know if delved I've ever, into that. I don't at think all. i've ever encountered anybody that's like a Sonic fanboy. They're out there. Yeah. And it's
0: really strange because it's not something that you think about very often, like, that there are people who are obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. I'm not hating on them, I'm just saying it's it's an interesting world to peer into to just, like, open the door into that room where (laughs) there are just, like, hardcore Sonic fans, like, forums where people are just posting theories about Sonic games and, like, they've got Sonic posters all over their room and, like, statues and just like I don't know people I guess it's just an example of the fact that if you can think of any sort of franchise that they there are super fans yeah of that franchise out there
1: but we have to be like a hundred percent honest the super fans of some genres versus the super fans of other genres or or other um properties we'll say like I kind of feel like Star Wars super fans. While some of them can be exceptionally nerdy, mm-hmm. you can be a Star Wars super fan and just be kind of like average Joe dude. Yeah, like especially you know you. If I, I've seen a, a couple documentaries, and there's like people who are just like fucking floor to ceiling, wall wall to wall Star Wars merchandise. You know mm-hmm. they just have fucking everything. But they just look like, you know, every other... Not even nerd. Like, some of them just look like hipsters. Yeah. yeah, Or whatever. But then if you look at the super fans of, like, Naruto, (laughs) there's, like, a distinct person that's a super fan of Naruto. That wears the headbands and dresses as naruto and goes to or not even goes to conventions where's the headband and like the jacket that hot topic put out a couple years ago yeah like, just in public regularly those are the they're the weird ones
0: just if you want to find out if someone's like a, a super fan of naruto just ask them to it's like run, run. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> just ask them run to... <laughs> run about 15 yards or whatever and see if they <laughs> yeah. put their, put their, their arms, arms straight back. behind them.
1: <laughs> then you'll know if they're a super Naruto <laughs> fan. That's fucking hilarious. Uh. But I imagine that Sonic the Hedgehog superfans are, like, on the caliber of Naruto superfans mm-hmm. or, like, Doctor Who super fans.
0: And, I mean, there's, like, Sonic, there's... Like Sonic hentai and shit. Of course, of course there is. You know, I mean, there
1: what isn't there hentai? Of? Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's very interesting. What's that rule? Rule thirty four. Rule thirty four. Yep. Yeah. If it exists, there's, there's porn, porn of, of it.
1: it. <laughs> 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 I believe it. Yeah. And I absolutely believe it.
0: Speaking of super fans, yeah, I've I think you can you can start. I'm inching closer to like Conor McGregor super fan territory now that I have.
1: You have a giant cutout of a uh, shirtless Conor McGregor in your office.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jess gave me that yesterday for my birthday. Yeah, I mean it's pretty cool. It's a life
1: size cardboard cutout. Life size? Yeah. God, he's tiny. That's is he is it just life size in that tall or life size as in that can't be what he like just really he's not that tiny in person, is he? I mean
0: he fights uh well, he, he fought at one forty five for okay, so he weighs less a long than me. time. He's fighting Floyd Mayweather at one fifty four. Okay, so he weighs exactly the same as me. But he just looks that's like fighting. That's probably taken like yeah. right before a fight, where they're slimmed down a bit. Uh huh. Walking around, he I'd just say every he's time probably around him. like one sixty
1: or one seventy. Yeah, he just looks. Even in that picture right there, he looks so much bulkier. Maybe yeah. it's just like the way he's standing or something. Yeah, I just can't like. I just imagine if he was just like real yeah in this exact pose mm-hmm. and just real in person i like wouldn't be intimidated mhm well i guess you don't you don't get the the like the round the bulk. yeah yeah, yeah. cuz it's a flat picture so. exactly that's what i'm saying so i get yeah it's just, it makes him when you say life size i'm just like really he's not yeah. that tiny <laughs> is he but okay yeah well that's really cool though yeah it's cool to be a super fan of something isn't it it is
0: I'm, I'm,
1: I mean, I've got all my shit here. Oh yeah, I mean, you know? we're we're both super fans. Yeah. I think. it's fun to be a super fan. I love it. I love being a, super a collector.
0: hmm Of Can't knickknacks and patty
1: wax. Well, us I don't know if you saw my Facebook status, but I went to Best Buy to get you a gift, and I ended up getting you a gift, but I also walked out with the Alien anthology on Blu-ray. Yeah. Because it was twenty bucks instead of fifty bucks, and I was just like. Yeah. I mean, I have these on DVD, but I'm trying to replace, and it's only $20, so... It's tough to turn down a sale that's f- over 50% off. Oh, yeah. Especially on something like that, because... And I did, like... And I was really happy about it, because I opened it up, and it's a lot like the uh, Wolverine Blu-ray you have. Oh, yeah. Where, like, it's like a booklet, and each page is, like, full full printed, and then, like, there's the, the Blu-ray... And then in between each disc, there's just a full still from, like, each movie. Like, a two-page spread Mm -hmm. um, of a still. And it's just, like, this nice little, just a nice little book. Mm -hmm. Good packaging, you know? Uh, And I was like, they also had the... Now that Alien Covenant is out, after I picked up the anthology, I was wandering around, and I found the alien collection on blu-ray and it was all six films um including prometheus and covenant which was interesting and it was 50 bucks which Mm -hmm. was like the original price of the anthology um but i was like i gave it some thought and i was just like okay first of all I don't want to spend that much today. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I already have Prometheus on Blu-ray and I only paid like $3 for it. So if I just wait for Alien Covenant to go down in price, I'll technically save money. Like spending $20 on the anthology and just waiting for Covenant to, to be like 10 bucks on Blu-ray. Then I'll spend $35 on the entire collection instead of 50 Good strategy. Yeah. Plus I'm not like I really want to see Covenant, but I'm not just like killing myself that I'm not that I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Although a lot of people said it was like Prometheus, and a lot of people hated Prometheus, and I loved Prometheus, so I I'm really excited to see Covenant.
0: Did you hear that the new Halloween movie is supposedly going to
1: replace like the original number three? Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, mad about that, because I haven't... Honestly, Halloween is the one horror franchise that I've literally only seen the first one. Oh, you've never seen the second? No. Oh, damn. I know. I own it. I own all of them. Because it...
0: Since you just watched the first one, you should definitely watch number two, because really, they could have been one movie. Yeah. You could have had, like, a three-hour Halloween movie, because it picks up exactly where Halloween leaves off. Uh Uh-huh. It's like that same night. Yeah. Which I don't feel like many sequels do that. No.
1: So it's it's pretty cool. Um I don't know. I really I know Scream Factory has a Blu-ray collection of all of them mm-hmm. and depending on where you go, you can find it for like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. Some Walmarts will have it for about 30 bucks. And I really want to pick it up. Um I don't know. But like I said, I do I do have them all on DVD. Yeah. Well, it's
0: I feel like that's I'm kind of glad that it's not just another reboot that they're Yeah. planting it in the original continuity. So
1: Yeah. Although I know I know season of the witch has a big cult following. Yeah. Well, I guess it's
0: not going to
1: like you can't, er- you, can't you can't erase that erase movie. It, yeah no I get that
0: but it's like oh well if we wouldn't have made see Halloween Witch. three uh, an
1: anthology here's what it would have been so I guess that is kind of an interesting take to to observe a franchise and be like okay what's missing between part two and part four mm-hmm. what happened to Michael during all that yeah that's interesting yeah <clears throat> I did find I think I told you, but I I picked up a Blu Ray of the Halloween Six um, producers cut mm-hmm. the other day, which has like seventy five minutes of unused footage on it. It's it's one of those ones that like you hear about and it's kind of rumored all the time mm-hmm. or whatever. Or you can you can find bootlegs of it at at Horror Hound and whatever. Yeah, um, but it's only been officially released like a couple of times I think. And, uh, yeah, and I found, like, an official Blu-ray release. So I, I got that, because it, it was only, like, $6. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I It was at a second time around. But I haven't watched it.
0: We're gonna have to break our streak with staying on, like, what we said we are gonna talk about this week. I did watch Space. Oh, you did? Yeah. Because I was waiting, and I thought we were gonna try and watch it at the same time. Oh. So...
1: But well, I, I watched it.
0: Okay. Well, I've seen it, but it's probably been twenty years.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll I used talk to love it when it. I was a kid. We'll so. talk about it next week. Yeah.
0: So we'll. I'll I'll watch it myself, so I'm not. Scrambling to, find you know scraps of memories. Yeah. I'll actually. I loved it, it. I
1: thought it was hilarious. All right. Well, I I talked to my mom about it as well. Like prior to Momster movies, mm-hmm. we had a we had a big discussion about. 80s movies and stuff. Yeah. So I I got stuff to say about it. All right. I liked it a lot. Well, what else? Um, Weezer just released a new song today. I saw you post about it, but, you know, I've been at work all day. I haven't had a chance to, like, look into it or anything. New song and video. They also announced that their album
0: is coming out, oddly enough, on October 27th.
1: That's the same day as Leatherface, I think. And... Uh, our album? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot the new release date. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, October 27th. So we're releasing an album on the same day as Weezer. Yeah. God, the charts. We're just not going to make number one now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now we're going to have to settle for number two. I guess so. <laughs> on the billboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um and apparently brand new just randomly released. Oh fuck brand her. new.
1: I know they're like awesome and everything, but we've talked about it before yeah. and I'm just like Well I saw the I
0: saw the post where it was like available now and I guess you can pre order it, like a physical copy, but apparently they sent their full album like in one like, in one song format. Just, like, one continuous recording. And they sent that to, like, 20 of their fans randomly today. And so it's, like, out there. Now it's out. You but now f- you just have to find, like, who uploaded it and, you know. But I guess it's a, it's not officially released yet. Like, I, I said you can pre-order it. They put up a link to go and pre-order it. But I, I saw that and... My reaction was just like, no, okay. Well, like, I'm sure it's good. Yeah. I'll say that it's probably a great album, and I'm sure that I will end up listening to it and I'll probably like it. But right the the way that they've acted since they released their last album, just like the this just I don't know. They just ooze self importance and yeah. like this tone that like. The universe is hanging in the balance, waiting for them to release a new album. It's just like, and that whole thing with them saying that they're breaking up in twenty eighteen, like they already called it. So they released that shirt a while back, and it was like brand new, whatever year they started to uh-huh. twenty eighteen. R I P.
1: It's like fucking just break up then. Yeah, you know. Who fucking cares like, at that point? <laughs> I, I I've never been like the biggest. Um, brand new fan, so I can... I'm gonna hate a little bit more than that. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I saw, you know... I saw the same thing. It was, like, brand new, you know, makes album available today, and I was just like, I don't fucking care. Like... Yeah. They're... I know how important they are to, like, the emo scene. Yeah. And I just... I'm not... I like, I'm not even a little interested in... In getting on board with them and a part of that is because of how often we've we've discussed it and you've said well they say this and they're doing this and i'm just like why why fuck them like at least you know at least mcr as much as it sucks just like broke up out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and so far they're just like no we're not getting back together yeah you know
0: and they seem to be doing other things and they're
1: yeah they're doing they're like they didn't just break up and we're all just like waiting you know they they're holding the world in their hands and everybody's just like waiting on pins and needles to mm-hmm. see if they'll get back together it's like they broke up and all of them have different bands now except yeah. for gerard who's running a literal comic company yeah but even he's put out like solo stuff you know. He put out one solo album, but he still he now he records songs in conjunction with the comic books he writes, and I'm just like God, mm-hmm. I bow to you, emo god <laughs> of mayhem. Like,
0: <laughs> did you know that Claudio Sanchez put out like a children's
1: book with a soundtrack? I f- I feel like that is familiar information to me, mm-hmm. but I've never like physically seen it. It looks pretty cool. I haven't. I haven't even listened to it, but
0: I thought that was a pretty neat thing. Yeah, he did some comic was, books too. Yeah, they've got the Amory Wars comics mm-hmm. of like the entire Koheed storyline, right? That I feel like you'd probably get into being a fan probably. of Star Wars.
1: Yeah, probably I would. But there, I've heard though that they're very expensive. They're hard to find. Mm-hmm. And they're expensive. I remember at Warp Tour when I
0: saw them back in two thousand or five, they had like the original run for sale at their merch tent at Warped Tour, and Kyle got like all of them. Really? And, yeah, I think when he was in Korea, his mom sold like all of his comics. <laughs> like, I was like, Jesus, my mom,
1: dude, I'd be so pissed. Both, both Lindsay and I have similar stories, but um, I, my mom accidentally. One day, uh, took a bunch of stuff to Goodwill, and in the stuff that she took was my entire binder of all holographic Pokemon cards, and I had, like, you know, of course, like, four Charizards, and Mm -hmm. I had, like, every holographic card that was available in the first run, like, I had it, and then I had, like, all the Team Rocket holographics, and, you know, whatever. Just page after page after page of holographic card. And she you know, accidentally, not knowing, just gave them to the goodwill. Didn't even sell them. Just gave them to the goodwill. Mm. And uh, Ridiculous. I was watching... Well, a video popped up on Facebook from Pawn Stars the other day, right? And this guy came in. With his Pokemon collection that he wanted to sell, right? Except his entire Pokemon collection was all Holographic Charizards from, like, different... He had original ones, he had first editions, he had Jungle, he had Team Rocket, he had Japanese, he had, like, fucking everything. All Holographic Charizards. And they were all graded, too. And uh, there's two... Just like, um, in comics, there's the CBCL and the CGC, Mm -hmm. um, for cards, there's, like, two companies as well, and, like, one of the companies is way more stingy than the other company, or way more strict, I guess I should say, way more strict, and this guy had, from the way more strict company, he had a perfect 10 holographic Charizard. And so, of course, they brought in an expert because Rick was just like, I don't know nothing about Pokemon cards. (laughs) And uh, so they bring in this expert dude, and he's talking about it, and that's how I learned about this, you know, this perfect 10 card the guy had. And the dude was like, yeah, that company does not give out 10s. I think he owned, this dude owned the only perfect 10 charizard literally in the world graded you know on record from this company the only perfect 10 charizard he wanted like five hundred thousand dollars for his collection and the the expert said that the perfect 10 card was worth like Fifty thousand by itself. Damn. Like, did he keep it? <laughs> they they wouldn't even take them. Oh really? Pawn didn't even take it. Rick was just like, I have no idea what I'm selling. I cannot sell these properly. I mm-hmm. am not going to give you five hundred thousand dollars for them just because I have no clue, no clue what they are. Yeah. Um. But the guy. Literally owned like twenty percent of the graded holographic Charizard market. The whole market. He owned like twenty to thirty percent of it. Wow. Like I don't even know how that's fucking possible. And it was like he was just like, "Well, yeah, you know, when Pokemon came out, like, you know, I bought my kids some cards and." they got really into it and i just you know kind of did it to bond with them and they kind of got out of it and i just never stopped getting into it you know it's just like well, i love charizard he's my favorite one and i just got i just i got all the charizards you know i was like oh my god dude it was a sight it was a sight to behold he just like handful after handful after handful of cards he it's pulled out of his box. Too bad he didn't show up on comic book men. I, they would probably would have given him the store. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh man. He was crazy. But a little bit of validation that like holographic Charizard is worth what some you see it's sometimes worth. If it's graded, I guess.
0: I should get mine graded. Do you have one? Mm-hmm. I still have my original
1: set of the very first round of Pokemon cards. I remember, it was just like, literally one of the greatest feelings in my life. I... wasn't... I, I'm not going to say like I was one of the last kids to get Pokemon cards, mm-hmm. but they were like definitely a thing before I got my hands on them. And I begged and begged for Pokemon cards. And eventually... Um, I did chores around the house and I got cards or I got money. And my mom took me to Target in Middletown. and I just like ran to the toy aisle. Back when the toy aisle was just like the best. Mm-hmm. And I ran to the toy aisle and I got... I bought four packs of Pokemon cards for my first... Just like first ever, you know? And we left the store and I got in the car and the third pack that I opened had a holographic Charizard, like right off the bat, got the rarest card nice. there was. And I, I, and I knew, like, I knew what that was like yeah. or what that card meant. And I opened it and I was just like, <gasps> holy shit, you know, like I didn't say that, yeah. but I was just like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. holographic Charizard. My mom didn't understand at the time, but yeah. Yeah, man, I remember that was, that was a great fucking feeling. When I first got into them, it
0: was like. I guess if you were buying them a little after the craze hit, I don't know if it was like this when you were still. or when you got into it, but at the very beginning, like, you would have to call around to places and ask if they had any in stock because as soon as they came in, they'd be gone. And so I would. I would call, like, Meijer and Walmart and Toys R Us, like, every day. And my grandpa would take me around in the mornings. Of all places, they had them at, um... We were able to find them at, like, Hallmark stores. Really? Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, so I remember getting some there. And, and then the Meyer and West Carrollton, I used to walk there for Pokemon cards. And, uh... Yeah, it was crazy trying to track those things down at first.
1: I think what what else, what I mean by, like, I wasn't one of the last kids, but, you know, mm-hmm. I it took me a while, is, like, by the time I bought cards, mm-hmm. uh, it was still the first run, yeah. but, like, we just went to Target on any old day, mm-hmm. and they and I was able to buy four packs. So, yeah, you can kind of get an idea of, like, how long it had been a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a, f- a few months Yeah, that it had been, like, really popular. Like, my um, neighbor across the street that I hung out with all the time, that I played with all the time, she had cards already.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, you know. Did so they get was, banned like, at your school?
0: They did at mine because we used to play for keeps. And some kid got super butt hurt. Same exact thing happened with pogs when those came out. Yeah. We used to play for like kids man they don't fuck around no like we'd be out on the playground and it was like i said same thing with pogs it's like if you won you just got whatever the other person used in that game yeah and like most of us played ball and we'd be like that sucks i just lost all my shit but i could have won all that you know yeah and all it took was one kid losing like his entire collection and then he like went and cried to the principal and then it was like give him his stuff back, you know, and and don't bring these to school anymore. And the right. same thing
1: happened with Pokemon. And I don't know if Pokemon got banned. I feel like it might have, mm-hmm. but I don't... See, and I, I'm i such a true blue collector, I never even played the card game. Mm-hmm. I just fucking collected the damn cards, you know? The card game was fun. I, I've heard, I've heard before that... The card game, and you know, I remember looking at um, the uh, instructions and whatnot, and you turn your card this way for yeah. paralysis and mm-hmm. la, da, and It was complicated, but I never, never played. I just, I just collected them. I liked looking at the pictures.
0: Me and uh, a few of my other friends, we would, in addition to playing the card game, we'd also play a game that we called Pokermon which was like five card stud poker. But we would bet our Pokemon cards instead of using chips wow. or money. yeah. and same deal though. I mean, but that was like at someone's house. so we never like went crying if we lost our stuff. It was like people got pissed off definitely,. but, right. but we never whined about it if we lost. So little, little babies ruin it for everyone.
1: I don't really I know Yo-Yo's got banned from school I think Tamagotchi's got banned when I was in school for sure um I'm sure Pokemon cards did I don't like really remember but I'm sure that they did Pogs I think got banned from when I was in school we should make Super divorced Pogs. Oh my god, that would be so fucking amazing. I loved Pogs. So did I, man. Slammers were so cool. I still have some, I think. Do you? Yeah. I have a little, I have a, um, I call it my treasure box, and it's just like, just shit, sentimental mm-hmm. shit, you know, notes from people, and cards from people, and mm-hmm. this and that, things people have given me and whatnot. Um, I'm pretty sure I have some Slammers and some Marvel Pogs in there. I always thought the Marvel Pogs were, like, the coolest. I don't even know where I fucking got Pogs. Really? Like, I just, like, just, I just had them, (laughs) you know? There was a sports card shop in West Carrollton that I used to
0: walk over to with my friends, and they sold Pogs. I mean, they were so hot at one point that, like, I remember they had a glass case with, like, the really heavy-duty slammers, Uh you know, that they charge more for these particular types, and... I don't remember what was it. You took the slammer and threw it down, and then the ones that flipped over. I think so. Those like yeah. went into your pile or whatever, and then yeah. whoever has the most at the end of the game wins or something like
1: yeah. that. I think so.
0: Kids today, I feel like I feel like it'd still be a fun game. They should bring uh, bring pogs back and see. <laughs> uh, it'd
1: <it'll> be awesome. <laughs> Just entertainment. Cardboard circles with pictures on them, yeah. And you we were just like fucking all about it. Mm-hmm. I just I remember I had a Johnny Storm, uh, Pog or a Slammer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a I had a Slammer that was thicker, and it had like two indentations on the bottom of it for like your fingers, mm-hmm. and on the top was like a holographic uh Cobra weaving in and out of an eight ball
0: that sounds like such a pogs design yeah (laughs) so
1: pogs like definitely definitely uh, very 90s very 90s yeah I mean just imagine the airbrush look Mm -hmm. you know but yeah a cobra in an eight ball holographic holographic. it was blue the pog itself was blue Mm -hmm. yeah I always thought that one was so fucking Cool. I'll have to I'll have to see if I still have my pogs. I'm pretty sure I do. Pretty sure they're in my box. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well it's about an hour. I guess that's good. So we'll uh well I'll watch Inner Space this week, at some point, we can discuss that next time. Yeah. So, uh,
1: well, it gives you guys a chance to watch Interspace Space, yeah. so you know it's what on we're talking Netflix. About. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's great. So check out um, Interspace Space before next week, and you'll be prepared for our podcast about it.
0: Yeah. And then you can compare your
1: thoughts to ours.
0: Yeah. And that would be fun. Yeah. That's something good to do.
1: That's, that's something we can that's a good thing to do <laughs> alright well thanks for listening folks here's the outro hope you enjoyed that chefs no oh. well, that one's empty there's one more no I know oh, like, okay. I got one it's just like that one was empty I picked up the wrong beer oh. uh,
0: that was another episode of the Super Divorce Supercast and, uh, so, uh, you know, stay in touch, man. Check us out across the web, superdivorceme.com, our mother base, your one-stop shop for the super Divorce superverse, um, join the email list, stay up to date with us, big things coming soon, lots of big news. It's going to start rolling out before you know it, so get in there. Don't miss out. Um, Facebook.com slash Super Divorce. Instagram at Super Divorce Band. And Twitter, Super Divorce. If you want to find me on uh, social media, just look up Nicholas Villars. Maybe I'll be there and maybe I won't.
1: And if you want to find Bender... You can find me on Instagram where I'm most proactive at Bender Butt. Mm-hmm. And um,
0: next week we'll be back to discuss with you... The ins and outs of inner space.
1: (laughs) Such a silly movie.
0: So watch it so you can uh, follow along and and see um, how you feel about what we feel.
1: Yeah. About inner space. And uh, I know I told you guys before, but I'm telling you again, uh, Momster Movies premieres later this month. Maybe by next week. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. All right. So uh, later, chefs. See your chef's soup the divorce